told my wife, I'm going to go out and get some milk and some smokes. And I don't judge myself. But then I judge myself, and that's okay, too. You were telling this girl about the time you saw her mother naked? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Buckle, Buckle up, up, baby. Uh, Buckle Up episode 28. 28. We missed last week. We missed last week. Personal things. Yeah. Valid excuse. We're back on the horse. Mm-hmm. Did a couple greatest hits. So shut up. It's free. Um, Exactly. That's what Tim Dillon always said. <laughs> it's so funny. No, I don't think a single person asked us why we didn't release an episode. Right. <laughs> well, I guess no one gives a shit. But... Um, <laughs> We were just kicking it into gear, speaking yeah. about the usuals, the pressures of uh, work, life, balance, providing, head of a household, creative endeavors. And one of the things that's interesting is like, you know, certain careers like in our community that are acceptable mm-hmm. and encouraged, some of them take uh, a certain amount of time before you start becoming established and making real money. Mm-hmm. And the thing with creative fields is that it's not that you can't be successful, but they almost invariably take a lot longer Mm -hmm. to achieve that success. And I have lately been going through this debate in my head over what if like you you hypothetically could be told, okay, it's a 10-year program, Mm -hmm. like the building up your human capital in in a creative endeavor is a 10-year process. Yeah. And then you will likely be in a very, or at least increasingly much more stable place with that, you know, to the point where it's equivalent or it's comparable to other careers. But what took another career three years takes you 10 to 15. I don't know what the magic number is. We just don't have that. Yeah. And we don't have the luxury of that fixed amount of time, like the way a doctor says, oh, it's going to be this amount of years in med school, then residency, fellowship, these kinds of things. And then... Once you pass that threshold, that barrier, you're in a more stable place financially. Right. We don't have that, but I think a lot of people opt out of it or don't see things through in the long run because obviously it seems more unstable, but maybe it's unstable for just a little bit longer than other right. endeavors. But, but And you feel like at the end of that 10, 15 year run of getting better, you will. You're almost 100% sure you'll have a career. Not 100% sure of everything. I mean, I have a career now. The Mm -hmm. question is, you know, when you look at people that you're comparing yourself to or comparable careers or whatever, the story is is the same old story every single time. Like 10 years to an overnight success. Mm -hmm. Like you find, even for this podcast, for example, let's say it took, it's not going to take three months and then we'll be at a, we'll be a like, revenue generating business that's stable in the first three months that's not how a successful podcast develops and becomes successful joe rogan's podcast we should compare joe rogan's (laughs) podcast he did it for like nine years yeah and and to to get to the point where he is now or then nine years before the three years that it took to get to the point where he is now you know what i mean yeah and he was also doing it before there was even an expectation to make money off of correct it was just there was like a nine year like (coughs) building development period of a note that nobody paid attention and you what i'm saying is forget me as the subject here i'm just saying that in any successful creative endeavor or artistic endeavor it's the same old story almost every single time with the exception of people who have success really early, but even when they do, they're not necessarily resilient enough or haven't built enough 
artistic development to sustain that success, even if they get success early on. Yeah. So if that's the case, then why, I guess I just, I have this debate going on my head, like why put so much anxiety and pressure on yourself if, if that's just what it takes right. and you just have to be patient. Right. So and I think it's obviously because, you know, you're, you're right. squaring off with a lifestyle and a family and a community that has certain demands to it. And so you, you were saying things. that doctors and lawyers don't feel ashamed to be supported through law school and med school. Right. And, 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 you know, but why do creatives feel ashamed to borrow money or take money or be supported by parents or whatever? Right. That's or, or live below their means mm -hmm. um, until they're successful. Until they're successful. Right, that's, right. I guess that's the macro comparison. Like, yeah. why does one get such, you know, heat, discouragement, yeah. like, has such a stigma to it and the other one doesn't? Right, and, they and all have their different timelines. Yeah. But I, I think because, you know, as a creative, you're betting on your own talent. You're not you're not betting on necessarily the market um, or the like the job market. Whereas a law a lawyer can reasonably say, "Give me two hundred thousand dollars to go through law school, and I will get a job." Reasonably, I I was saying a, a creative can't necessarily say, "Give me two hundred thousand dollars, and I'll be able to pay you back." Mm -hmm. um, you might be able to if you're good enough and the market allows it. Um, but two, those two things are are two pretty big ifs. So you're, 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 you're betting on yourself. Yes. Although I have heard stories of people going through those safer options and For they sure. still end up in the same boat. Right. And, and the well, only problem is they're miserable and right. unfulfilled and don't like what they yeah. do. But they're like, why, why did I do this if this was the safe yeah. bet if I don't even like it? Well, that's the whole student loan crisis now right. where it, it, you can go to college and still not be able to pay it back mm -hmm. and go to grad school and still not be able to pay it back. Correct. Right. So right. if you're going to be... Well, Jim Carrey made a speech once. Like, if you're gonna fail, you might as well fail at something you love and something you hate. Yeah. Now, people have the luxury of saying that that's a that's a <coughs> cushy mm -hmm. statement, but I understand it. I understand yeah. the sentiment. And yeah, I don't know. I just think about like what the long game is because we don't know. And then mm -hmm. you, I start to find like we've spoken about this before that like people I've spoken to, I've heard, overheard conversations and had conversations with people who were in those safe lanes, mm -hmm. who are like now at a point where they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like yeah. because what, what, what has happened was certain decisions were made by certain people to go into like safer, more stable careers. Yeah. And they saw the fruits of that success earlier than people who went into more unstable, yeah. but more self, more, more fulfilling careers, passionate careers. And now at that, like the 10 to 15 year mark, mm -hmm. the passionate careers are starting to be where the safer careers were in the early days yeah. where it was like, Oh, things are kind of happening. So, you know, it, what looked like, I don't know, a pipe dream is like, oh, my God, nobody stuck with it. And now it's starting to be like, oh, my God, now you're, yeah. you know, like starting to we're, see success from those efforts. It just took a certain a different timeline. And and not only that, but the people who had the stable careers and, and profited early mm -hmm. off of them, you know, everyone, everyone, no matter who you are, is going to experience a downturn and mm -hmm. like a reversal of fortune. Um, and what I found is a lot of people who went the very safe route and like sort of appeared very stable for a long time. It's, it's an appearance and like they'll get laid off the market, their bank will lay people off. The market will go down and like, they'll inevitably, I hope so, Mike. I, know, I finger, really hope fingers so. crossed. And then they come to you and they go, you were right the whole time. And then another teach me how to live. <laughs> no, but, 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 they, <laughs> but, but, but they, I sucked the coffee back. <laughs> no, but, the but, wrong but, but I see, I've, I've seen it with people really close to me where mm -hmm. they then sort of like revert <clears throat> to my 23 year old self. And they're like, so how do I figure it out? 
Like, uh, how do I make a business card? How do I find a job? How do I reach out to people? And you're like, oh, like, I've been doing that for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know how to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, like, and everyone's going to have to f- to do that at some point, no matter who you are. I guess there, there's the few lucky few. But but now I've, I'm even seeing, like, you see baby, mover, baby boomers who, like, are partners, whatever. And then, like, in their 60s, things go south. And, right. like, they're, like, really fucked. Like, um, like they get depressed, like they really don't know how to move forward and they need to, to like pay for all their kids, like grad mm-hmm. schools and lives and stuff. Um, can, we have saying, a, can we have a few of them on? <laughs> <laughs> we should know. I'm, I'm thinking of it's someone specific. It's, it's like, uh, he was like the man and then like things in his industry went south and like, right. and he, he didn't possess any of the soft skills to be adaptable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know him that well. Maybe he did, but like, he's, in, easy. <laughs> he, he's been in like a 10 year funk. Right. Like, oh, um, man. And it's uh, and like yeah, it's 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 tough to see, but like, b- but what you get from sort of betting on yourself early is that, you know, you, yeah, you get those skills, and and also during COVID, you also saw like people like for the first time had to like work at home and like manage a schedule, and right. like they're like, I don't know how to do and this. And us freelancers were like, <laughs> exactly. No it's like this is I'm like everyone was like it's so great being home. I'm like this sucks. My kids are home. They're in my space. I've yeah. been doing this for ten years. Yeah. This is my house. This is my zone. Yeah. Everyone's like, I get to do bath time. I'm like, I've been doing bath time forever. <laughs> but what's interesting is about what you just said is I, I am curious about like, I guess our parents' generation and how they approached la- career and what they're like supposed to do. Our generation and younger mm-hmm. is definitely more like purpose and passion driven of like, what do I want to do as opposed to. Like what's available to me? What's practical? Like mm-hmm. what do I have to do to get out of sort of the working class? You know, my I know for my parents they were coming from that world of yeah. like Holocaust survivor parents, and then wanting to get out of that, right? And then by sort being, of aligning themselves with what they enjoyed, but mainly also what would be really what? lucrative careers, A- AKA professional class, professional like graduate class. degree, doctor, Ex- lawyer, exactly, banker, yeah. the professional class generation, right? And then out of that, they were able to be successful and then have children who could then have choices. Right. That's went beyond that scope. It's yeah. like now they're not working in, in the right. like factories and textile, whatever, but they're but now you now you have a generation of kids off of that who have like choices. Oh, do you want to pursue more of the artistic right. stuff? Which comes off of that, but then it's like this confusing we've grown to resent them for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen, I, everyone's I'm it's it's yeah. it's it's not real. I don't have any resentment, but I know I know the joke. I get the yeah. joke. But I, it's more about like, it's a grass is always greener yeah. thing. Where growing up with a little like deprived mm-hmm. and sort of with it, you know, you know, having to be resor- it builds a lot of skill- skills yeah. of resourcefulness and prudence and things like that yeah. that you lack when you grow up more comfortable, and then you're sort of lost out there in the world a little bit on how to manage all of that. For sure. And, um, and, and it, it takes a decade or two to, to, to reconcile that, yes. which is what me and you have been doing. Yeah. Ultimately it's, I mean, I always am big on just being accountable. Like, you know, you could say, Oh, I was given this, everyone's handed their own deck mm-hmm. and then you're accountable. Ultimately it's one thing when you're 15 or 16 to be complaining about something yeah. like in your household or how, how your parents are doing with you and handling you. But once you're 25, 35, whatever, 40, 
that is what it is what it yeah. was, and now you have that to contend with, and you got to yeah. deal with it yourself. It's R- all you. Rav Weinberger, this rabbi, I really like. Yeah, it, he's he, like he he talks about the people in his five towns community a lot, and he's like he's like yeah, the, this guy is telling me, you know, like I, I want to get up and go pray at synagogue in the morning, but it's so difficult to to get up because my father used to force me, and he's like he's like, you're forty years old. What does your father have to do with getting up in the morning? What are you what are you talking to me about? You're forty. <laughs> you have to you have to you have to get you have to move on. <laughs> You get a high pitch like that? What? You get a high pitch? You're 40. No, but it's true. He does does Bill Burr. (laughs) What are you you talking about? Dude, dude, you're 40 years old. It's like the, uh, it's a Jordan, there's a Jordan Peterson line that's, he was being interviewed and they were like, so so why should men, why do you think it's important for men to be men? You know, he's like, because there's nothing worse than an old infant. There's nothing, they become resentful and malevolent. You know, there's nothing worse than an old infant. Uh-huh. And I've known a couple of those in my day. Old infants who blame yeah. past things and don't take the reins and accountability for themselves and have to, having to deal with it. Listen, um, also you have yeah. the trap of like when you, when you, gr- when you're like. Can I interrupt? For, is my mic on? Hello? Yeah. Oh, it is on. Okay, sorry. I muted it. <laughs> I just think look, I've got a lot of requests. A lot of requests. How's the how's the camera? Did we kick the thing? It looks a little off. Are we good? No, I think it's okay. good. Yeah. All right. We'll find uh, out. The, the people can we just pause for a second? I'm gonna put a pin here. Yeah. Guys, what's with the hate to Mike? <laughs> so many I, you think it's my followers. I guess it has to be. Yeah. There's a lot of AJ comedy followers that are just spitting poison pills at Mike. Well, I say, I mean, <laughs> they hate you a lot. They hate every, they hate your essence. A lot they of your, <laughs> a lot of your fans are uneducated oh. white men. Right. Who, um, well, a ha- lot of the people online are uneducated white they men. They have a Mike. hard time grappling with, com- with complexity. Right. And, uh, I, I find it so interesting how many people feel the need to defend Elon Musk. Well, you know, we're like someone. <laughs> he's done a lot, Michael. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. what one guy just wrote yeah. this mic dot dot dot. What does that mean? This mic? Like, yeah, like 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 this dude. This dude. <laughs> I'm loving it because we're getting a reaction out of people, so I that's like all it. good. I, the fact I, that people I, are emoting is good. I really like it. I don't know what it's like to watch a video online and then have the impulse to like comment comment on one of the people's physical appearances or like or even on their opinion, like right. What's the, what's the, what's going I, on in your mind? I comment on like skills. Like when I see uh-huh. somebody blow my mind and sometimes I'll feel compelled to say, you know, like Harry Mack. Yeah. I love When Harry I watch Mack. a Harry Mack freestyle, sometimes I'm just like, I just write, dude, it's amazing to see. I, I, I've written things like, I've never seen anybody this good at anything <laughs> than Harry Mack is at freestyling. We should have, you think you would come on for like a 10 minute Q&A? Maybe man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, Can I freestyle for you? Yeah, so why don't you throw out a word? Like, Harry, stop freestyling. <laughs> I can't. We don't want you to freestyle. Ace Mac on the corner in the lot putting... Help me, guys. Putting words up. I can't say... He's I, so good. I can't. I've never seen any... Yeah. And he brings so much joy to people also. Like, Thank you so much, man. I can do that impression, yeah. but the freestyle yeah. is too and long. And then he goes man. back to his tent and sleeps under a bridge. Something. What is... I'm really curious about his day-to-day financials, about what his what his situation is because mm. he's so good at something that doesn't seem to make you any money. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't no. rap. He doesn't do tracks what? on people. He doesn't like get paid to rap on people's like no, tracks. No, but he does uh, like nursing homes and insurance. 
Does he? No. What does he do? I really want to know. First of all, he has a following. A I huge like the, following. The government should write him a check every month. I understand. Just for being no, I think he. I, th- I don't know his he financials, does. but listen, if you have an audience, yeah, you have. But brand sponsorships and brand deals that are some income for content yeah. creators. He's a content creator. But like some of anything. his videos are not. I, I, I'm I'm floored by how unviral they are. Like oh. they'll they'll have two thousand likes, and I'm like, oh, I see. You just you... think it's so undeserved. He deserves so much. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he deserves. He is so touring, much. and he is busy. I think oh, it's he is. just. Yeah, like yeah, live he, events. And yeah, stuff? he does live where they throw up words on the screen and he keeps. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so maybe that's so how he's he does making it. it. He's, okay, he's doing it. Patience. Yeah. Um, you, you know, my I, f- just mind blowing freestyle. Yeah, mind blowing. Have you listened to my first million? That's yes, show? a little bit. I Podcast, re- right? Yeah, I, I'm like a little embarrassed about how much I like it, but mm-hmm. they what they do is they'll talk. I just listened to an episode where they they'll, they'll bring on a successful businessman mm-hmm. and then talk to them super details. Like, tell me how much money you spend every month and what mm-hmm. you spend it on. I like that. So like a guy just came on. He's like, he's like, I spend probably like 150,000 a month. And they're like, oh, on shit. what? <laughs> and they get into it. Like, I would love to do that with, with like our guests. Like, how do you pay your electric bill? Right. It is a fascinating area of life that for some reason, reason has like, there's a lot of wealth content out there, but there's not a lot of numbers, dollars and cents content. Yeah. There is something about money mm-hmm. that is so protected and kept private. I don't know where that comes from culturally, mm-hmm. but think about it. Everyone talks about success and and general wealth and accomplishment. Like yeah. that's all over the place. But no one talks about what you're talking about. Wait a minute. Okay, okay, wait. How much do you make? Yeah. How much is that amount? Yeah. What are your expenses? Like that's the stuff that's that's helpful. Yeah. Not like the inspiration porn, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it also, that could be informative and educational, yeah. but even in the most like even in sophisticated business school, right? They're yeah. not like they don't talk about that. That I don't, what do I know about business school? I'm just I'm just saying, you don't see that much of that information divulged. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see like Gary V's on the Nelk Boys are like. How much do you make a year? You know, yeah. like they'll like yeah. ask him a question like that. And it's a fun question yeah. and it's a viral moment because everyone kind of wants to know, like, what are you making for this and this? Yeah. But it's very rarely openly broken down. And I, it's so much I, less I, interesting also. Like, what? It's, it's so much less interesting to know someone makes a hundred million dollars a year. Cause that's like, that's not, you can't even understand what that means, right. but you can understand. I, I, I spend, I spend, I, I give my nanny 60,000 a month mm-hmm. to watch my kids. Then right. you're like, oh, wow, you need to make a lot of money to do that. Right. And like that, and you're like, how much would I have to make to do that? And I'm right. like, what would I have to do to do that? Like, makes it a lot more concrete. Yeah. And also, a lot of the money gurus out there, I mean, they're, they're so broad. Mm-hmm. And then when they do get detailed, it's so fluffy. Here's what you got to do. I mean, so you have one client, and then they may draw a bunch of arrows on a whiteboard, mm-hmm. and you're like, Hmm? <laughs> you know, it doesn't make like Grant Cardone style, you know. Yeah, here's, yeah, here's, yeah. You have five clients, you have another five clients, now you have ten. If yeah. each ten does a thousand a month, right? That's ten thousand. If you add another ten thousand to that, you get twenty. Subtract that from a hundred thousand, that's ninety K after tax, fifty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You could be doing that in a month if you want it. Do you want <laughs> it? Okay. Instead of a year, think about it per month. Now you have fifty five K a month. Saw that leap? Fifty five K a month. <laughs> Add that, but subtract the five, because if you don't want to add the fives to your monthly quarters, you can do it. <laughs> I did a video on him once. It was like, Who is I tell people they can make a million dollars overnight. You don't know Grant Cardone? No. I tell people you can make a million dollars overnight. I know, Grant, but but they can't. I know, but but I tell them that. <laughs> yes, Grant, but they can't. I know, but I tell them that. <laughs> you don't know who Grant Cardone is? He's no. one of the, he's, uh, he's out there. He's out there. Uh, he, he's out there. I don't, know why, I don't know why I said it like that. Is he, is he like a grifter? 
Um, a grifter's not the right word. You gotta check it out. Just check out the All content. Right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll cover some more of it. I watched Gary V on Logan Paul. Yeah, impulsive. Did, I watched the whole thing. Yes. Um, did you watch the whole thing? Not the whole thing. I got some engagement. Um, I commented on a post. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Impulsive responded. And then they talked about the impersonations. Yeah, they did. They talked about my boy Nemo's. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he's solid. There's a bunch oh, of us the out best. there. He's the best. They also featured, um, <laughs> they also <laughs> featured Trevor Wallace's video underneath one of theirs in one of their clips. Who did he did like you know who Trevor Wallace? No, is? no. Anyway, I'm not trying to change the show. Like, what do you what do you want to say about uh, about? No, no, no. What was your What was your thoughts on it? Because I go, I only saw of, clips. Just speaking of grifters, uh, Gary V was on. Logan Paul was on was on the show, so and just why came would to you, mind. Why would you consider that? A well, grifter? well, he he talked a little bit about how people think he's a grifter, but he's really not. About Logan? Um, no, no, Gary V. Gary oh, v. that people think he's yeah, like yeah. snake it's, oil, that kind of. I thing. just find I, I find I've been finding it really fascinating to listen to Gary V. talk for long periods of time, like, like not finally wind it down, not like punch, punch, punch. Yeah, he's very like he's very in touch. He's very honest with himself and very in touch with himself and aware of like what he's what his gifts are and mm-hmm. what his gifts aren't. And I, it's just nice to it's nice to hear someone talk that way yeah and like he's very humble to like um the ebbs and flows of the nature of what he does like there's going to be ups and downs and like he doesn't drink or smoke kind of like me he's clean remember they asked him about that yeah which was um i think he could use probably use a j at the end of the night but i I identify with that a little bit you know yeah 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 but it's for different reasons he promised his mom he wouldn't what he promised his mom is that what he said yeah his mom said no drugs oh interesting so he's like okay he clearly also (laughs) has that energy he doesn't need it like he's just like i like being totally focused totally aware honestly it's just about self-awareness it's self-awareness knowing who the fuck you are yeah he's obsessive i i get it there's there's a, a gear i can go into um, that I, I that I was in for many years that I find just doesn't leave any room for like anything else in life like family and friends mm. and like human connection yeah um, but it's it's very it's very um, it's very simple to just to just be one hundred percent focused on like growth and profit like like he is like yeah like yeah success success yeah like it's um it's simple it's not easy. It's yeah, no, not easy, but simple. And right. like sometimes doing the simple thing is easier than getting up and being like more complex. Like um, he and he happens to be very good at what he does. So there's a feedback loop of it. Of he does like, have the he is he has the gift of like laser focused and ev- and everything is always very crystal clear to him as to what his priorities are. It yeah, seems yeah. he presents that way. Everything yeah. is, you know, even like an off day is crystal clear to him. Sometimes like you need to take a break. That's okay. Like yeah. everything is exactly way. <laughs> break, like break, I don't want to go to the gym today, and you know what? I didn't, and I don't judge myself. But then I judge myself, and that's okay too. Yeah, like everything is okay. Yeah, everything. <laughs> the th- um, the thing I was rubbing up against with him was that's a strange um, way to say it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you were you did a little rub and tug to an impulsive episode with Gary V. Good for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was he saying? I mean, do you follow what he says about NFTs? A little bit, but yeah, a little. His, so he. I mean, I, I have to dive, I have to digest enough Gary V. content. Yeah these days do you, i'm actually curious do you um how have you digested probably everything he puts out and then commented on it like without buying an nft <laughs> like are do do you you do you even know a lot about nfts me yeah like do, do you just watch it for like like are you able to completely like separate the content from like the the person and just like well here's the benefit the of here's the benefit of parody michael okay yeah. let me explain how Humor. <laughs> you don't have to know 
everything. You just have to know enough so that it just makes sense when you're doing a bit, but not make sense. That makes it fun. So, so that. So I know the terminology, no, it's and I know what an NFT is. Yeah, but I don't. I I I I'm not like trafficking in that, like buying and yeah. selling NFTs. I'm trafficking and making yeah. fun of it. So. My ignorance of it is yeah. a benefit because I can say, honestly, like we should take this fucking table, draw a picture of it and make a pigeon on there and sell it for 50K yeah. on OpenSea. Right. So, so I can talk like that. So what, what that reminds me of something Scott Godin said once. He's the guy who Seth wrote. Seth Godin. Uh, so this is his brother, Scott. <laughs> is, um, Scott is there, is yeah, he's like, he's got a full head of hair. He's very, he's very heavy and he's very unsuccessful. Scott Godin. <laughs> okay. Um, Way to lean into that. <laughs> no, Seth, right. Seth Godin. He wrote, he wrote that book, The Dip that yes. we talked about. He, he has this line I think about all the time. I'm going to bring it, I'm going to bring it back to what he said mm -hmm. about doing the impression where he said he, he found out about the internet very, very early. Mm. Um, and so what a smart person would have done was. Um, find out about the internet, make good investments, and then retire like 10 years early. And he's like, instead of doing that, he wrote a book that, that, that chronicled every website that existed and how, to, and how to get to them. And he published that. He's like, because I'm a writer. That's what writers do. They, they write about the things. As they opposed to what, though? As, as, what should as, he have done instead? As opposed to investing his money into, like, Google. He wrote a book about Google. Right. Like, um, like, you see with these cryptos guys also, like, they, like Ben Mezrich, he, he might have also bought a lot of crypto, but, like, he wrote a book about the guys that started Bitcoin. Because he's a writer. He didn't just put all his money into Bitcoin and sit back because he's a writer. So I'm saying with you, like, you see Gary Vee. And you're like, instead of like figuring out how to make money off NFTs, you're yeah. like, how can I impersonate this guy? And like, that's that's all you see when the when the video that's comes my at gold. You. That's that's your that those are your eyes. Hundred percent. It's cool. It's interesting. Hundred percent. Yeah. I can't. You know why? Because I know funny. I don't know the other stuff. Right. I just don't. I can't pretend. The second I step into areas that I have no authority in. Um, and no real capacity to fully understand enough, I think, to like be successful with it. Yeah. Like, I think you're only buying the Nep Boys Meta card because it feels like some rager trend that you just don't want to miss and be that guy has that story about him who made a zillion dollars off that lucky thing. You want to win the lottery when you do that, don't you? Um. Well, yes and no. When you're dropping five, how much? I don't know. You know I, I didn't buy the Meta card. How much was it? Was it going for? Uh. What was it going for? Probably like a thousand. Okay, it's it's. Yeah. I I bought a few of those things just to like let me let me play here a little bit. I bought you did? a few crypto, not MetaCard, but not oh, even NFTs. Coins, yeah. I couldn't because. <laughs> so to answer your question, yeah. honestly, there was a time when I was like, let me. I mean, Gary be screaming from the rooftops, and he's done it millions of times beforehand. Yeah, and people missed out on like making a lot of money because he's his his trend predictions are usually right. Yeah. And I was on a clubhouse room with actual like listening to Gary. He's like, I'm telling you guys. NFTs are a space, not just a space, but a space space. Okay. I haven't felt this way since fucking Facebook. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Meta masks, hemp masks, bored fucking apes. Look up bored apes, get an open sea wallet. Like he starts selling me these things. I don't even understand what the terms yeah. are, but I'm like, okay. And you, and you didn't even click. I you tried to, Oh, you tried. but I didn't have a <laughs> license. Yeah. It was expired. Yeah. My California license had just expired in the summer, so I was trying to set up MetaMask and all that. And because I couldn't have a verified, literally, it's an because, expensive mistake. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I would have lost money. <laughs> probably. Um, I just probably you probably would. Yeah. yeah you so it saved would've. me. But I was like, let me see. And I went through the steps to set up all those like scary like put in the code and this and that and yeah. here's your code numbers and all those things. And it said license not valid. Please 
please submit current form of ID. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Um, so I was like, all right, forget it. It's not yeah. for me. Yeah. I, and it might have been, that. you know, and I was with some guys recently. I was like, yeah, he's got a board ape for like 400K. Maybe he'll sell. Yeah. I was like, interesting. But then you hear about those guys who like bought. <laughs> in 2010, I walked by a Bitcoin right. mining shop in the city. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is Bitcoin? It said, buy your Bitcoin, 10 cents each. So like, what if I just bought a thousand of those back then for like a hundred bucks? Did yeah. I do my math right? I'd be a zillionaire right now? Is that, would that be a millionaire? What? No, yeah. That can't be. It can't be that easy. <laughs> it's so hard to make money. It can't be that easy. Well, it's, it's funny. Certain people... The person who told me about Bitcoin has an otherworldly knack for making money. Like, okay. That's his thing. So like, that's why he's he, the one that's doing it and not at you. brands, yeah, and, and is like, I can tell that brand is going to blow up mm-hmm. in, in 18 months and he'll like buy their shit. Like that's his thing and yeah. So here's the larger analyses. Analyses. Here's the larger analysis of that. I don't think it's that Gary V is – or people like him are making money with NFTs because of the NFTs. I think they just have a knack maybe for finding angles and making money. And NFTs are just the latest manifestation oh, well, of that. NFTs are not real things, so that's all it is, of course. So this friend of yours would make money and you wouldn't, and neither would I. Exactly, but no, no, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and I, I haven't spoken to this guy, but I have to imagine, unless he's totally set out the NFT, he would be like a world-class NFT investor because mm-hmm. like he ha- he has the eye for that stuff. What what I have the eye for, I think is like I like I understand I understand that You understand we, what's going to happen and never act on it. <laughs> no, 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 pr- no, pr- no, pretty much. Like and it's pretty much so I'm trying to act and like I understand that when I find out about something and I get into it, I I'm the, usually early. I'm the last class before it before it goes mainstream. Public. Yeah. yeah, like I I and that was the Your case. Your ears in the room enough. That was You're the case the- with Ethereum and Bitcoin. Right. Like I I found out about it like six months before so it blew up and like that happens with bands and tv shows and you're like following things. closely enough to be yeah. like huh but you're yeah. never trusting your spidey instincts right so I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to do that more the nfts i bought wasn't that that was just an attempt to flip something and like um i didn't i, I didn't lose it i lost like a few hundred bucks mm-hmm. but like but but now but now i found out about something and like i'm, I'm getting all those feelings of like of like th- i'm in the right room and like I should, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's called chimpers. I'll, I'll say it like chimpers. Um, chimpers. Make your prediction. It's 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 the it's the same thing where like I opened up WhatsApp at the right time. I went to the NFT chat. I never check it, but I saw this thing and I, like I just followed the the line and like I ended up in this place and I'm like I think I'm in the right place. Hmm. Um, so like so I'm I'm gonna try to buy it because like I'm I'm gonna try to trust my instincts on this one. Right. Um, whereas. I wouldn't necessarily do that, but that's also with like TV, like TV show ideas and movie shows, right. like where I'll also have an idea and be like, "That's so simple and great," and just kind of not pursue it for no reason. Interesting. I always find that those are interesting um, moments when, like, the products of what you engage with dictate sort of what where you end up on any given night. Yeah. For example, like. Um, because that was very abstract and vague what I said, but like the way you said I it, I mean. opened up WhatsApp. It happened to take me to this because yeah. you've been engaging in all these things, and then all of a sudden, the the environments and products you engage with take you on a little journey, and that happens. And I notice, like, I go on Instagram, <coughs> a comedy club pops up on my story that I follow, says open mics tonight or some kind of show tonight. So I click the link to that. It takes me down this other place, and this is all because I've been following and been suggested and been engaging with. 
these kinds of platforms and accounts. Yeah. So I'm getting these suggestions. And then I find myself hours later at a club yeah. doing a thing, meeting certain people. And I followed the thread all the way through. I'm like, man, I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. But I do if I think about it. But it's a funny thing when you allow what you've put out into the world to kind of then take you by the hand and, and take you somewhere. So that that's that's one way to look at it that like – like you're in charts, like you're putting something out and then like it's giving you back. Like the way I see it more is like our a lot a lot of our lives are being dictated by like WhatsApp's algorithm. Like like it's 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 not just a coincidence that like you open up Twitter and it opens up on a particular tweet. Of course. Like they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And like that's based on your previous well, there's action, a... but they they're also trying they're also trying to promote a, a particular uh behavior from you. Right, but it's also you have decided to engage with it, and now it's a relationship. So now you've put in. Yeah, I think it's a give and take. So it's like the farm. You know, you've put the seeds in. Yeah, it is. You've put in a certain type of yeah. seed. That seed mixes with the elements yeah. of what's out there, and it gives you what. You know, the difference is the seeds are smart, right. so and the seeds can know what you're thinking after you plant them, and can maybe change in the middle. So I, I look at the whole universe that way. Fuck the plant. <laughs> Where it's like, and then you fuck the like, plant. I'm sorry, but, that's an old forty year old virgin reference. And you know, like if you want to lose your virginity, a woman's like a plant. You gotta gotta water the plant, put the seeds in, and then you grow the plant, and then you fuck the plant. Seth Rogen. Uh, I don't have it down right now. Sometimes I do because you. (laughs) He. I'm I'm watching Pam and Tommy now with Uh Sarah. He has a way of like truly ruining projects. Oh jeez. He's associated. He not not ruining. I don't know what Pam and Tommy is. I forgot. It's about. uh, It's this amazing concept. Um, about basically it's the story of like the birth of the internet in a way where mm. like this guy found the Pam and Tommy sex tape. Mm. He didn't, he stole, he stole a safe inside. The safe was a sex tape inside of a pickle container. No, I'm just kidding. Why pickle container? American pickle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the Seth Rogen universe. <laughs> yeah. I know that, that was harsh to say he ruins everything he's part of, but like, and, and, and then it's, it's really the story. Wait of for like, the hate on you. Who the fuck is this guy <laughs> dissing Seth Rogen? <laughs> Um, guy in the beanie don't know yeah. shit. No, and he's a good friend, and we love to have him yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> anyway, no, it's this awesome. It's this awesome show that like, and then he he's like acting in it, and it's like he just brings that like one tone that he brings to everything. Yeah, and it's like the whole time you're watching him, you're like, you're not this character. You're Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Like I know who you are, and it, it just it just totally brings me out of the of the whole show. Right. But it's an awesome concept that just kind of falls flat right. anyway with the show. But um, back to we were talking about the WhatsApp universe, oh, the no. algorithm universe, yeah, yeah, right, right, you right, on so, right. so, so, so when you um, engage the, the, this the same way you have to be cognizant of the fact of like I'm I'm at this comedy club today in part because of Twitter mm-hmm. and their developers and like their algorithm and and that's fine. Yeah. But also like when you walk into the world, just realize like most of what we do and what we decide to do are just results of like the things coming coming at us and around us and like a lot of the things we think of as free will are mostly just reactions to to things that are coming our way. Well, that's a deeper point. How is it different? Like, um, well, I just mean you're talking about if someone has it free is a will. Point. It's a deeper does point. Someone have free will or not? Yeah. I mean, you wake up and you engage with the world and make decisions throughout the day. How I mean, those decisions get influenced and where those preferences come from remains to be seen. Sure, it's both. It's everything. It's both. It's both. So yeah. you would click Instagram and you like certain things. 
You watch certain things. Yeah. I watch a bass video, a music video. I watch Victor Wooten. I watch Corey Wong, some Wolfpack, a little bit of politics, a little bit of JP, a little bit of Gary Vaynerchuk. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have an, uh, an Italian personality that everyone's uh, a little Joey Diaz. I watch Wait, a little Rogan. When you but, talk about content, you just get very But you, there are a lot of things you're doing passively, like watching a video, yeah, where yeah. if you spend more than 15 seconds on it, that's information for the algorithm. Mm. So in a way, yes, you're feeding the algorithm, but I like it, so I'm watching it. Sure, yeah. Initially. Yeah. And then it says, you may like this, you may like this. Yeah. And yes, it's manipulative in a way. No. But, you know, I'm always a little more on the optimistic side of that argument or that point that you're making, which is the algorithm is trying to please me, not trying to own me. I don't I'm not sure. You, Think about I'm that. not sure anyone can say exactly what the algorithm's goals are. Well, they want a user to stay. Yeah, but the, it's the, like the algorithm is the, the question is, what does it mean to stay? What does it mean to stay? <laughs> um, it doesn't mean to stay on for the next. Like, like we don't know what Facebook's quarterly and annual goals Oculus. are. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though. Like, like, um, it's to stay and have ads be pointed at you. Ads of products that you will like. There's a, lot, there's a lot of questions. Stay for how long? If 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 they get me to stay for a full 24 hours, and then I delete the app because I'm because I go nuts. Is that that's not good for them? I so mean, so it's it's between zero minutes and twenty four hours. Like what's what's the idea? Like sure. there's a lot of things going on. But um, every every generation, every new technology meets its resistance and fear and trouble. Yeah. Everyone's like the television. They're just gonna sit there and watch all day. No one's gonna do anything. It just didn't happen that way. It's kind of true. <laughs> a little bit, but it it it. it it's sort of like supplemented other things yeah. and replaced other things. They're never going to go to the it, theater again. Or maybe there'll be more theater you know because people – There's always this – You know what was true though on, on, on that point? Yeah. They said blogging would ruin journalism and I think it might have. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I think blogging ruined journalism. You think so? Cause I it, don't know. How many – we just believed all of it. <laughs> believed all of what? Legacy oh, cosmic no, no, no. journalism. I, I, no, I just mean that like now journalists have just become these like op-ed bloggers pretty much instead of like doing actual journalism because that's what gets the clicks. Right. Um, I did see we've yeah. been on Gary V just as a guy a lot on this episode, yeah. but he also said about NFTs. It's like you're all going to be using NFTs eventually. That's how you're going to get into fucking Coachella. Yeah. With an NFT, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like, 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 you're all going to get into Coachella with an NFT, whether you like it or not. It's coming. <laughs> Get yourself acquainted with it. Just like when the internet was happening, there were so many people, hate, doubters, this is nonsense, what is this? How, how would you explain the internet, pre-internet? You just couldn't. And there'll be a day when you'll be explaining, it's like your generation, like I, he was talking to like younger people. He was like, look, you, can't exp you don't know what it's like to not have a, cell a smartphone. I do. I didn't have a smartphone until after college. I went through all my adolescence in college without a smartphone. And I couldn't even explain to you what that was like. You can't even imagine life without it. And I'm telling you the same thing is true for NFTs. Eventually, yeah. you're going to explain to younger people, you know, I didn't have NFTs growing up. Really? How did you pay for anything? You know? So he's saying it's that big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the point being, there is no point. <laughs> um, that every technology is met with fear and oh, yeah, uncertainty. Yeah. And eventually, it's just, I think it's still overall the 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 needle tips more towards progress and 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 life improvement rather than yeah. things I'm, getting I'm, worse i'm not even arguing with you i'm just it's just i think it's a good illustration like the the way so the social media apps work and all that mm. is is a good illustration of like how the universe works it's, it's just it's instructive to be like um i just have to give some credit yeah. to everything around me for everything i accomplish you know like yeah. um it's not i'm not 
all of anything. I'm not I know I, that's not I what I was saying yeah. about the the journeys that WhatsApp or Instagram took us on. Yeah, I give it credit. Yeah, it's po- it's both. It was sort of like I told it all, but for me, I'm always using it and following and doing these things and like engaging with it. And then sometimes it's funny to notice when the reverse happens, when in fact it yeah. does completely take you. Yeah. Click here, go here, and then you find yourself in real life in flesh and blood in a situation with other flesh and blood yeah. human beings. You're like, how did I get here? How did I even find out about yeah. this? It was just because I clicked at the right time. So what what guys like Elon Musk and like Jack Dorsey talk about are mm-hmm. like, why are we even going through this whole rigmarole of like having the thing in our hand outside of us, pretending like I tell it what it likes, I like, and then it tells Why me what to do. Why not put it into our brains? Yeah, yeah. Let's Instead of holding it in our hands, let's just put it inside our bodies. And instead of, instead of like... Neuralink. Yeah, instead of doing all that back and forth, it, it'll know what I want, and then it'll tell me what to do. And, like, it's it's hard to argue. Like, I, I'm with my son, like, my baby. Like, we're... we're Your we're, baby? My, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> We have to close with a plug for that, by the way. My baby. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like, um, I'm holding him. I leave the room, and then I go, oh, and then I go back into the dining room, grab my phone, and put it in my pocket. And he's thinking, oh, this is a part of his body that he can't leave a room without. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is his. This is, like, part of, of daddy. Like, that, this is daddy, and this is daddy's phone, and they need to be together. Like, of course these kids are going to grow up and think. His first words are going to be, mm, 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 mm. I, already, I already see him, like, tapping his hip. Every, um, no, but it's of, a great question. Of course they're going to grow icky, up. it feels icky, but why is it any different? They're going to grow up thinking, like, why did they even hold it? What was the point of having it in your hands? So Just have annoying. it in here. Yeah, like, they, they're like those apes. Um, and, yeah, and, like, and then uh, the first child will be born with a Neuralink pre-installed. Whoo! In utero, someone's gonna blow Elon Musk, and yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but by the power of my own organic semen, I placed a Neuralink inside of her skull. Tim Dillon has a really funny bit about how all these people on the right were like, "I'm sorry," we're like, <laughs> when you said that, I was thinking about his vacation reviews. When I'm in the rainforest, did you? I want luxury. Okay, I don't care about the animals. Yes, beautiful. Yes, the trees are beautiful. I want luxury. Okay, he's in this. He's on vacation. When he's yeah, on vacation, he's he's the most like. Um, High maintenance queen in the world. Oh he's God. so funny. Oh. Anyway, yes. Um, no, where where he's saying like um, they're all saying don't get the vaccine because the government wants to put a chip in your brain. Oh. Elon Musk is saying I actually want to put a chip in your brain, and they're like, yes, he bought Twitter. Mm. <laughs> like, that's a great little. That's a funny bit about it. His yeah. special's coming out. I don't know when, but I saw a clip in it. He oh, me. you know, he said on the Patreon he might not release it because like he's he doesn't like it. Oh. I know you like that clip. I you know I'm, I'm a stan for Tim Dillon. Yeah. I I do not find I did not find that clip funny whatsoever. Really? You said you were cackling at it. The thing about the labia. Yeah, and- it's, just, it's just like so like. Uh- it's just it was nice because I haven't seen Tim Dillon live almost never like mm-hmm. little bits and little clips. Yeah. It was just nice to see him in his. There's a few clips online. There's not a lot of Tim Dillon stand up clips online that you can watch. There just isn't. Yeah. And I just thought that clip was him in like stand up mode. Yeah. And I found it hilarious. We're gonna turn it into a. How did you not think that was so funny? I didn't think it was funny. Wow. I, I think I think there's the, always some teacher out of San Francisco who's like to a class of kindergartners. This is my lady. Have yeah. you been watching libs of TikTok? Do you know what that is? Do you uh, know about all I these? Know, vid- I know she got doxxed. But do you know what what videos have been circulating? No. Okay, so that's what is, he's making that fun of. Get, a yeah. real thing. I guess you don't get the joke. Yeah, that that could be. You, I'm saying. He's not just like making fun of random crazy teachers. There's like videos that circulate all over TikTok 
and they got very popular because of this account called Libs of TikTok, uh -huh. where it's it's actual footage, it's, it's actual videos made by teachers who are like, so today we're discussing gender non-binary, and yes, I am gender non-binary, I am polysexual, and she's, and I'm going to be talking to my class, and she teaches pre-K. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I have a BLM flag, and I have a trans flag, and we're going to be talking about this, and we're going to be talking about white privilege. That's what I do in my class every day. Deal with it, parents. Ugh. And then they and, they re retalk the and all that libs of TikTok either like libs of TikTok will download that and say this teacher out of San Francisco, uh -huh. you know, and then just like they're posting all these things that are freaking out like parents and like challenging school boards, like what is going on in the classroom over Got here it. with this you know indoctrinating propagandizing like woke stuff happening to children. Yeah. So I don't know if they're blowing if if libs of TikTok is blowing it out of proportion. Um. But I don't. I, I no, no, they're not. Hmm. It's a real problem. Um, <laughs> but the point is, Tim Dillon was making fun, fun of it. that, Got it. and All he right. took it further. He's like, "Okay, kids, it's a kindergarten class. This is my labia. But tonight, <laughs> I'm gonna turn it into a cock. <laughs> and tomorrow, we're gonna name that cock. You didn't think that out of context. I thought he was just like saying dirty words and getting no. Laughs. So he was making fun of these videos. Uh, so it's a stretch from what the videos say, but it's not too much. Of I a guess stretch. I didn't get it. So you just didn't get it, man. It's possible I didn't get it. I I was dying after watching all these yeah. TikTok videos. That's what he was talking I, about. The thing, I die when he just sits in front of a microphone for an hour by himself yeah. and talks. Like, yeah. I, I, I think there's no one better than him. But on this subject, actually, yeah. I, I'm, I'm enjoying watching with a more attentive eye other people's stand-up and how they do it, how they yeah. deliver, and like finding the craft in different people's stand-up styles because it's easy to get lost in Tim's style. Because he has a very distinct style, but I'm look, looking for his jokes, like and the writing and all that. Because I'm now in this process daily yeah. of writing material. I have a show next week, and I'm like prepping for it and like just figuring out how to actually. So when I see Tim doing that, it's like refreshing because it's not his podcast voice. Yeah. It's it's actual like with stand up. It's not. It it presents like you're just riffing and talking, but it's actually yeah. you know sets setups and punches <sighs> and tags, and you're just trying to like figure it out so i like seeing that i saw a great pete holmes um clip today yeah. um yeah so, tell me what you think about this I'll, I'll tell you the joke i i, I thought it was very expertly written he okay. said um it seems to me like the same people who are anti who are against marriage are also very pro tattoo mm -hmm. he says a guy with a sublime tattoo on his neck will come up to me and say man how can you make such a lifelong commitment it's like three uh, three sections. Is that the joke? That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's but it's funny. Yes. And it's very succinctly constructed. Mm -hmm. Like you can make that same joke. You can have that idea of like there's something funny to me about people with tattoos not wanting to get married. And and like from that nugget to that joke, I could imagine a lot of like Figuring out how to say that as succinctly as possible. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's a clever what, what do you joke. Think when you it's hear a clever it? joke. Yeah. It's clever. Um, and the way you said it was just sort of like telling me what the joke was. Yeah, and yeah. His delivery saying, was like, but to study it, to study. But it. I'm sure it went through its phases of like, how do I cut the fat on this and say, boom, like that's present what, and all of that. But yeah, yeah you were just saying. admiring the craftsmanship. Well, of I want the joke. to. Yeah, I want to know what you thought about it. Or, or, or what so you it starts off. I that. noticed that a lot of people who are against marriage have a lot of tattoos. Are, are pro tattoos. Are pro against marriage pro tattoos. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like I would have, I hear that the first draft might have been like, but they also have a lot of tattoos. Right, right, right. 
are pro tattoo. And then is, people laugh because they hear yeah, that's, pro tattoo. That's it's weird. Like, and yeah. you think about it. And then as you sit with it, you're like, that's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the, and you're like, why are you against marriage? I just don't believe in that kind of commitment. Well, you no, have no, to no, set no. that yeah, up. And then he goes, then he goes, a guy with a sublime tattoo on his neck will, will say to me, I don't know how on you his can... neck. Yeah, like, so that, that matters. Yes. Yeah. That matters. Will say to me, How can you I don't understand how you can make such a lifelong commitment? And then you just sit in the silence of yeah, it. It's and, a good one. And then he goes on to do like yes. several others, but like it's um with a sublime tattoo on his neck. Even yeah. that is reference of like a nineties weird. Yeah, like guy. it's a mistake. Yeah. That was a mistake. And he took it to the nineties, not a random, not a current tattoo. Right, right. Because right. it's still there. Exactly. It's dated. And yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's it's, a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. And you can appreciate why every line is so intentional. Why yeah. did he say sublime and not Billy Eilish? Because right. Billy Eilish is current, so it right. would be, feel fresh. But sublime is like, oh, sublime. Oh, this guy's a loser. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um Having said that. <laughs> No, but that that is the process. What you're talking about is totally the process. And I went to like a mic this week just to like work stuff out. And I'm like, oh, what I'm saying right now is just not worked out. I have a bit I'm working on, which is. What's it about? Well, everyone's talking about Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. So this is just a a funny thing. It's not like particularly smart or clever, but I was like, I love what I was like. Every once in a while, the Internet just gives us this gift. The Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trials. It's like like Tiger King just showed up and everyone just started watching it. Like no one knows how it happened. Right. And I might cut that part out. Cause that's not the internet. That's Netflix. But every once in a while, the internet just gives you this gift. Yeah. Like everyone just started watching this trial. Yeah. And what the bit hasn't started. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, I know. Bombing. No, um, no, 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 not bombing of like try getting in touch with, yeah. with what you want to say yeah, yeah, and then saying it as simply as possible mm-hmm. is hard. so hard. Yeah. And it's so fun. I was like, I'm loving watching this. It's like watching Judge Judy and Pirates of the Caribbean combined. See, I still have to work out how I'm going to deliver that. I have to set it up better with the Judge Judy part. I love watching it. What do you want to say? Why is it so funny to you? I'm setting up a couple things. Forget about setting up. What what do you think is so funny about Johnny Depp and her trial? The Judge Judy thing, by the way, is just bonus. I threw it in because I can do a Judge Judy impression. Right? <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Uh-huh. I might have to flip the order. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, this is exactly it. I, I'm going to flip oh, the order. What, what? What's funny about it is that everybody is Team Johnny, including me. Mm-hmm. I'm all about justice for Johnny. Why is that funny? But let I haven't said it yet, Michael. I'm telling you what the bit is. Don't. I don't uh, want to hear the bit. I, it, want, I, I have I to explain it. it. Okay. Uh, every. What's funny about it is, see, people. What's funny I about see, it? I would see a show like this. Okay. Go, I don't have a joke. I just wanna. I just wanna tell what's you. What's funny about funny. it is everybody yeah. is Team Johnny. Hashtag justice for Johnny, including me. She's clearly a narcissistic psychopath. Yeah, and he's clearly innocent. But let's be honest. The reason we think he's innocent is because when he talks, he just sounds so sexy and cool. Mm-hmm. So he could say anything on the stand and fully admit to being an animal and a monster, and yeah. we would still love it. You know, he could be like, the truth is, I did rape her repeatedly over and over. I, I, I always wanted to be a musician, but not a rapist. <laughs> but couldn't help myself. I, I couldn't help it. And <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was very, very gentle. 
when I did it, and she was asleep the whole time. And when I was done, I woke her up and I poured a a mega pint. <laughs> you don't know what mega pint? No, is. you told me on last episode. <laughs> a mega pint yeah. of semen on face <laughs> and chest. But I always wanted to be a musician, and we'd all be like. I think there's something funny in the fact that we just think Johnny's so cool. So it doesn't I, matter what he's I, saying. I I think it goes it goes deeper than that of like of like our our ideas of right and wrong are so are so loosely based in morality yeah. and all based on our in vibe. like on, on the vibe. Correct. Like and maybe, so that's what so I'm maybe getting if you at. start there. I want to start there, but like, I also want to do the Johnny Depp bring, impression and and explain that him saying we'll, anything. We'll do the impression. <laughs> yes, boss. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is like watching him why yeah. is he I'm, i was trying to figure out why is everyone loving johnny depp and mm. it's obvious i think for the right reasons they're loving him because he's clearly abused and she's clearly crazy but what if he you know what if he was actually the guilty one but he still had that same suave and coolness to mm -hmm. him i don't know if it's that funny. so this, this is why i'm giving you a hard time yeah because i think if you if if you're not like brutally honest about questioning the premise of it mm -hmm. Like that's it's the not. reason ultimately the joke falls flat because you're like because because you you may not articulate this but someone in the crowd is is gonna go is gonna think to themselves like no it resonates like, no, as true like, or not true yeah like the the truth is he he couldn't be a murderer I wouldn't be okay with that mm -hmm. you know like like you have to get to the real but the question is in yes. undebatable truth that we all agree on but the undebatable truth is like. A lot of the the videos that are like in his favor are like how he's handling himself and just how cool he is about everything, mm -hmm. not like the substance of it. Mm -hmm. The truth is, uh, I did rape her, over and over, you know. And right. I'm just like, I wanted to be a musician, not a rapist. But right. what can you do? Such as life. Right. His defense is like, ladies and gentlemen, who do you trust, <laughs> me or her? Or her. I mean, I'm Johnny is, Depp. I poured a mega pint. I mean, <laughs> see, you're laughing. Yeah. Now you're laughing. So there's something in there. It's not yeah. as true, and the reason is because it's so uneven. It, it, it's so true that she's crazy and he's innocent. So it's hard to dispel that. So I'd have to set it up in such a way where, yeah. Sorry yeah. if I'm ruining it for it's you. It's not. It's important. I'm yeah. trying to identify yeah. how to do this right. The Judge Judy thing is extra because yeah. I was like, I'm a no, but, but huge let, Judge Judy fan. Yeah. The Judge Judy fan is just, what if Judge Judy was the judge in this case? Yeah. Miss Hurd, on the 24th of January, <laughs> you shat in Mr. Depp's bed. Is that correct? I'm spinning, Bart. <laughs> well, like, like you said about Bruno Mars, like if you can if you can sing the joke on acoustic, yeah, all that other stuff is just gonna make it incredible. The, but the joke on acoustic has to work. Yeah, I know. I hear that. The problem is in comedy, like on stage for an audience is a very different testing ground than me and you talking about the joke or doing it at an open mic because I done stuff at open mics that just does gets no reaction and i do the same exact thing in front of an audience and it kills and but, that's the but, problem but, with comedy but, but can it be that it's killing because of all the synths and like the production value but no. like it's not going viral because no. the joke's not there no i don't think so I, okay. I in my experience a joke can be good but like i guess an undeniable joke will work anywhere but it's not just because it's dolled up. It's it's like the context and the setting. I think influence how people process what you're saying, sure, as funny or not funny. Sure, you're trying to get that laugh. Sure, sure, sure. And like for right, some like Joey reason, Diaz in the wrong room is not going to make anyone laugh. Well, he, yeah, I think he make any. I think That's it's just true. conversationally. <laughs> but even the idea of 
the comedic arts, like when you're doing it, when you're doing a setup and a punch, if I did that to you one-on-one, you'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> if I said to you, maybe not. I haven't done it long enough to know. Like I'm still kind of working stuff out. Um, it's hard to say, but in the delivery or something. But maybe once the joke is as tight as can be, it'll be funny anywhere. Maybe. You know what I mean? But in the workings out of I it. I think so. You, I guess what I'm saying is I think once a joke is tight as can be, it'll be funny anywhere. But in order to get there, you have to put it through the crowd experiment. You have to work it out in front of an audience mm-hmm. to see what works. And right. that, you can't know. Right. You can't get any information until right. then. And, but I, I think when you develop your ear, yeah. it, you'll be able to hear, like, yes. are they laughing because I just sound like Judge Judy? Or, like, are they laughing because what I said is funny? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the laughs, I'm sure you can cal- – like, a good comic can calibrate, like, I, I got to go deeper. Yeah. Like, like, I got through the set and they laughed. Mm. Great. But, like, it wasn't the right laugh. Right. Like, I'm, I, I need, when I hear that laugh, I'll know it's, I'll know it's right. Right, right, Like, right. Uh, Bert Kreischer talks a lot about how, like, he knew that, um, that story he tells about the machine. He's like, I, he's like, I knew I had the ending when, like, the, the crowd laughed in a particular way. Uh-huh. I knew the story was over. Yeah, I need more stage time for that. But I'm, I'm just yeah. in this position where, for a new joke, like things have to be revealed to you at on the heels of experimenting with it in front of a live audience sure sucks i just i never get to give you shit so this is fun i like it it's fine (laughs) and and you're it's not fully there but i definitely want to do the johnny depp impression and i want to do it in a funny way Mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure out exactly what's funny about it other than i think what's funny about it is johnny depp's way he talks about everything like i had a video i posted of Johnny Depp doing nursery rhymes. Like, just the way he talks is so different and weird. The itsy bitsy spider, you know, What's walk, f- walked up the water spout. And down came the rain. Eventually, it, it washed the spider out completely. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny to me is that, like... And I wanted um, to be a musician. <laughs> we take for granted that he's Johnny Depp, the character, but he gets up in the morning the same way I do, and he made a decision at some point to talk that way. <laughs> like, like, at what point in your life are I was, I, I, this isn't my joke, but someone's like, they're, they're like, when you see Johnny Depp, I want you to remember every morning before he leaves the house, he puts all those bracelets on. Yeah. And he puts all those necklaces on. He doesn't just, he wasn't he's not created just, that way. He doesn't wake up like this. It's, I'm ready for yeah, the day. It's all a choice. Like, yeah. he's creating this thing called Johnny Depp. And it's not, not only is it really strange, but it's also might like get him out of like an mm. abuse trial. Yeah. <laughs> and like like we're so obsessed That's with we're I'm so saying. obsessed with celebrity we're going to let him go. But the thing is why you know what detracts from that? His innocence in the whole thing and her craziness kind of detracts. Right. If they were even and they both seemed equally crazy, yeah. it would make more sense to say we believe Johnny more because it'd be so sexy and cool. Right. Maybe it's funny because um because yeah, even if he was guilty we'd let him go. That's what I'm saying. That's my joke. Yeah. Obviously She's a crazy, narcissistic psychopath. He's innocent. We can all tell. We can tell she's lying. But if it was the opposite, and see, I have to work out exactly how I'm going to say it. But even if he seemed guilty, just by the way he talks, yeah. we would believe him. We'd instead. have to let him go. We'd yeah. have to let him go. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to I'm gonna steal that one there. We're co-writing here, Michael. Yeah. We'd let him go. It's going to be the name just, of the special. Did you, <laughs> Mr. Depp, now it says here she, she claims that you raped her over and over. I did do that. <laughs> she claims you raped her repeatedly for three months. Is that true? Well, yes. <laughs> it's true. I can say that that's factually accurate. But I was gentle. 
I made sure she was asleep the whole time. I gave pills upon pills upon pills. Anyway, we'll see how it goes Tuesday. Yeah. Fuck. Thanks, Michael, for the confidence. <laughs> um, I'll work it out a few more times and see if I can have... Where are you performing? This place called The Caveat with some other comics. One of them is a, also a freestyle rapper. You should come. Yeah. Come to the show. Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm doing 15 minutes. Wow. I'll milk some more stuff. That's a lot of time. <laughs> Michael is such a good hype man. That's a lot of time. It's just guy luck, folks. But now, I, but now I really want to sit down and like pick which jokes that I have been I haven't had been able to work into it. That yeah. I think, you know, because there's a there's a fine line between what I'm familiar delivering yeah. and what I think are better jokes. You told a funny story that I thought you should incorporate into your stand up, which is you were telling this girl about the time you saw her mother naked, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you said you 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 were you were in seventh grade. You went to a friend's house for yeah. a sleepover. You walked in on his mom naked, and then this is the funny part. You came back to your friend and said, "I have to go." <laughs> <laughs> that is a good story. You're like twelve. You're like, I have I, to go. But but that's only funny because it's Friday night. Oh yeah, but you you could um you you could you could swab that around. Can I, I explain know. that on Friday nights we don't drive, we don't use electricity? I don't think you'd have to. I think that was funny because I'm like it's Friday night and everybody in the room. Kind of, I think it's no, at, it's it's funny. I it, have to go. It's, it, it's funny because because you don't get to make those choices when you're that young. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. have a car. Or, what? Or, I have to go. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, but we're twelve. I'm going. It's a good joke. Yeah, you're right. I'll there's, tell that yeah, one. Yeah, there's I'll like um. I have the one about yeah. the nursing, uh, the baby nurse that I'm going to probably do at some point. Really I like that one. I'm saving <laughs> up for the post-production me? surgery. Did you buy me my deli meat? Did you get me my deli meat? My deli? <laughs> that one's getting in. I think I'll do, I mean, the Alex Jones one is scary for an audience, but it is fun. Um, Liam Neeson one is a little dated, but I, I think it kind of works. Um, it's a little dated. It's dated though. I do it because I'm like trying to work shit into it. I have other ones like, uh, I have some other stuff. Did you replace Mickey Mouse? Bernie Sanders getting a blowjob. Yeah. That could be interesting. <laughs> um, constipated Trump. How to do other languages. I speak, I, that I'm fluent in many lang- fake versions of languages. Yeah. I have a bit of like that I'm fluent in fake versions of languages. Like fake Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and the, like the hack to do a fake language. Japanese. For, ja- for Japanese, you just got to get real constipated. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, other ones. I don't know. Mm. There's other things to work out. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you get up there, Michael. Huh? Let's see what you got. Um, I would like to see that. I would love to. Yeah, I, 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 like... I want to write. I would want to write, write stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I don't, I don't have enough charisma. You know to what get I'm scared of? Charisma. I'm. I know. You don't have enough charisma to what? <laughs> to get by on charisma. Oh, right. Well, that's an interesting thing that we spoke about too, which was. Um, like deciphering through podcast conversations mm-hmm. and finding bits out of them. Because there's a lot of bits we come up with while podcasting. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a funny thing. And that could work on the stage. The Fauci trailer. The Fauci yeah, trailer yeah, is a fantastic bit. Yeah. It has to just be really crafted. Yeah. You can't just like say it. Otherwise, I sometimes feel like we're living in a movie. Does anybody else feel like we're living in a movie? And yeah. you kind of have to really expound upon it. And at the very end, ain't that a boost? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great podcast line, but I'm realizing I'm sometimes writing and I'm like, wait a minute. There's so many bits right here. Yeah. There's bits everywhere. Kibbles yeah. and bits. Um, yeah. You, anyway. you could tell it's it's cool to listen to comedians on their podcast sometimes work those out mm-hmm. and they, they go through like several iterations. Yes. And then you'll see it sometimes in their, in their stand-up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just about yeah. getting it super tight and 
That's yeah. That's it's it's hard. It's a painful process so far, yeah. but it's you know I have done it. And do I feel any different now going into the next one? Kind of no. <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope you do well. Thank you. Me too. I'm sure you will. You uh, you've never done badly in front of a crowd, have you? Like a real crowd? Uh, Stand up wise? Yeah. Yeah. Not not open mics. Yeah. Oh yeah. But those were like early days when I really had no idea yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. My very first comedy gig was like a hired backyard performance in front of a bunch of Orthodox Jews. Mm. And right before I started, somebody shouted out, be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dressed like a clown because it was perm. So I was dressed yeah. as the Joker. I mean, I couldn't have set myself up worse. <laughs> the guy told me in advance, he's like, I want to book you for 20 minutes tonight. I'm like, you know, I don't have an act, right? But he paid me, hired me to do it. I'm like, all right, let's see what we can do. You do 30 I got, I got up like, there. He's like, dude, they love politics. Turns out nobody loves politics. Nobody. <laughs> Who did. was this guy? I'll tell you. I can't name him. But he's a friend. I got up and burned through all my prepared material in three minutes. <laughs> Everything I prepared. Yeah, three that minutes. happened to me when I did. 17 minutes to go. <laughs> and after that, I actually loosened up and things got a little funnier. But yeah. this would be a bomb by any qualification. Yeah. Afterwards, somebody came up to me and said, you were really funny. We're just not a laughing crowd. <laughs> now, granted, any comic, I imagine this is like the lion's den of audiences. This is a it's outdoors. It's bad. Yeah. But literally the band just played. I'm used to playing with the band, feeling comfortable. And it's like, we have a comedian. I'm right. like, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, one day I'll be able to tackle an audience like that. But yeah. this was the very first. And I was like. Yeah. Holy hell. Elon Elon <laughs> It was uncomfortable. It was uh, uncomfortable oh, to be yeah. able to tackle uh, any uh, crowd. Yeah, tackling like, like this crowd especially. I'm just like a assassin. If I understood stand up conceptually a little better, I would have Yeah. I would have done bits and been prepared, but I kind of wasn't. I kind of had a few lines, not yeah. bits. I had like some lines. I imitated like uh what's her name? The Somalian congresswoman? Ilhan Omar? <laughs> I said, you know, when it comes to COVID, I'm so glad that at APAC, at the conferences where it started, because I think it's time for the Jewish Zionist entity, the people to be spread. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing up here? I was like, Ilhan Omar put out a statement. It is time, I think, that we all, and yeah, I'm like, and people are just like, (laughs) I did Louis Farrakhan. I was imitating Louis Farrakhan. I would never, ever, ever say that you, whatever. And I'm like, this, I did BB, BB worked. Mm-hmm. I knew I had a shot. I knew I, there was a moment of encouragement when I started doing uh, BB Netanyahu. I was talking like this, you know, with, when it comes together, you know. I remember that when you came to Israel, you know, Congress was, Israel was no bigger than the Washington Beltway. I was doing something. I don't remember what it was for. But some kid in the corner was like, <laughs> <laughs> like one kid with one clap. And I'm like, oh, God. So I think I was doing the story of Purim as told by various politicians because I had no material. Uh-huh. Anyway, I did. That was a bomb. It was a bomb. Yeah. And it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. I even like said to them, I'm like, what is going? I mean, it was it was a funny bomb. Yeah. But it was a bomb. So you asked me if I ever did the yes. Yeah. And it's very unpleasant. Um, Do you know Gary Goldman? Mm, you know, sounds familiar. He's a, he's like a New York comic. Comic. Like, yeah. if you've, oh. you know Gary, you've probably seen him. See, I very soft stand up. This. No, that's not him. No, that's Todd Barry. No. Yeah. Whatever. He's one of these guys. He's been on, he's like in his 50s. He's been like on the scene forever. Yeah. You know who he, he was the guy who toured with Dane Cook on a Torgasm? Sure. Which guy was he though? The good looking guy. The Great Depression? Yeah, the Great Depression. Yeah. Okay. So he does this joke. Um, uh, He does this joke that's, he does these jokes that, that if I did stand up, it's how I want to do it. He tells these 10 minute long stories. Mm-hmm. 
um, that seem real, but like he, he tells a joke that he saw a documentary about how the, how all the States got their abbreviations, mm. um, in the seventies. I've seen it. I've seen the bits. It's, I love and they're it. Just it's like, like my favorite oh shoot. Thing. So now what do we do? Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like Arizona AR. All right. Next one. Arkansas. Uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then like, and, you go, and that's, that's what I would do. I think yeah. if I did a, a set, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, and, and then if you're doing that and it bombs, it's, it's kind of okay. Cause like you're, you're just, you're just getting from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah. And also like if you're protect, if the material is worked out, like it, it's worked out and yeah. you do what you do, you know, it's like playing a song and if the, you know, it, it gets to that point of comfort, but sometimes like your material is, is re- relies on the reaction of the crowd to tell you if it's right. That's yeah. hard because then you're really like jumping out of the off the diving board and you don't know if there's water in the pool or not. Yeah. How's that? It's true. You're like, here we oh splash. I nailed it. Very you know? vivid image. Yeah, vivid. <laughs> I have one deep point to end on. Okay. I realized as I was sitting there the other day looking at my eight-year-old daughter, <laughs> I got very heavy with the feelings. Like the, the only thing that exists is the present. Right? Well, the past doesn't really exist, like in reality. And the future doesn't exist. It's just potentiality. And I'm saying it in a funny voice because it's too vulnerable for me to say mm-hmm. in a serious voice. But I'm like, man, she'll never be eight again on Tuesday, May 10th at 5.45, ever. She will be something else some, point, some other time. And she has been other things. All the past has happened already. Yeah. So that's like in, etched into reality as has existed before, right? Yeah. But one thing she'll never be is the present every second, every time. Like, yeah. and it just hit me real hard. I was like, man, like, I just noticed this moment and I'm like, she'll just never be this again. And tomorrow, it, it's like, it's, you know, the, the past dies yeah. and you'll never have it again, ever. I'm waiting for you to like. There is no punch. To do the punchline. That's how you should tell a joke in the future, but um, and and then and then ends with the punchline, but um, and I was like, I gotta I, take I a shit. How does, that, <laughs> how does that make you feel? Oh, it was heavy. It was just yeah. a heavy feeling, and I thought to myself, man, man. You know what I think That's about? That's it. I think about that, but also, um, she she is. The present, if you know, time we experience time the way we experience it. Mm. I try to think of she, she's also her future right now. That's not true, though. Like, well, well, we don't know what her future is, but so she's not those things. No, we don't experience it that way. But um, I know there's like that idea that you are everything she's you will everything be and all, have been and is right now. That's like a an Einsteinian kind of like you are always. Just like before you were born, you semi-existed in some way. I don't know. No, but, like, um, like looking down from heaven, I'm experiencing her this way. But like, it's, um, you know, it's almost it's 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 the same idea from a different. It, it's beautiful to be like I get to experience her. I get to experience your daughter as an eight-year-old. Like I get to experience my daughter. How did you turn this moment <laughs> so depraved? I, I yeah. get to experience my daughter. Yeah, talk about your own as, kids. as a nineteen-month-old. Um, how like how lucky I am because because yeah. there's a because I'm also ex- God willing I'm also experiencing her as an eight-year-old right now. But you're like, but I I get to be here right now. You get to be here, but yeah. that's all there is is here. No, that's all and you're here. experiencing. That's not all there is. 
Yeah, there is, because the future is kind of unknown. What if you're not, like, at some point there? Right. Well, that's that's the... Uh... The only thing that is happening is the present, and the only thing that's real is the present, and everything else is gone. Future doesn't exist yet. I'm saying it's not gone. It, it exists. It exists on its own. I guess what I'm saying is not that one thing doesn't exist or the other yeah. thing doesn't exist, but that that what you're experiencing in the present is yeah. constantly the only time you'll ever yeah. experience it, and yeah. that was just a heavy. Yeah. It's, it's my, like mindfulness. It's mindfulness. It's the only time you're ever gonna you're ever gonna be at this moment. Like she'll yeah. only be this age one time, and more in the macro. Like they'll only be this age. And I think about that when, like you said before, like I think this is the good stuff. Remember yeah, you said that yeah, last yeah, episode, yeah. which is like this childhood phase. Yeah. For the kids, will end. Yeah, and it won't happen again. Yeah, you know, so it won't happen for you. Correct. Again, for me again. You won't experience it ever again. Right. Yeah. Unless we just keep having kids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just have to do that. No. Um. But you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just a heavy thing, no, and totally. as your kids grow. You'll start to like notice like that they're these it's real grounding. people. They're yeah. these real people and like they're experiencing their childhood the way I did mine. And yeah. I put that in a box. Like I remember that as this as this kind of cohesive thing, chapter, yeah. which is what they're having now. And I'm looking at it from the other angle. And then I'll just be like yeah. a, one day, hopefully a grandparent yeah. and be at that angle. Yeah. And that's it. My, my, <laughs> my daughter was going like it was bedtime and she was just yeah. having fun. Yeah. Like running around. And I was like, it's so awesome that she's so completely not worried about 10 minutes from now. Mm -hmm. Like she's just so content being alive. Right. Right now. Right. Um, and like, why, why can't I be? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I feel like it's. I don't know. I don't know. The 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 <laughs> this is heavy. No, the 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 things that we think about and project onto from like our college years, and we're always thinking about what will yeah. be. And as you now step into the the will be, like the yeah. life now that we used to imagine forever. Like you spend a lot of your adolescence, teenagers, and like late teens thinking about your adult life mm -hmm. and what that will look like because you don't know so many things. You don't know who you're going to be married to. You don't know if you're going to have kids, who your kids are. And now we're sort of living that. And I guess that's also what hit me. It's just like we're in this, in this, in this yeah. space that we anticipated for so long. Yeah. I feel and here very we are. lucky when I think about that. Yeah, me too. Like how lucky, how lucky I am right now yeah. to, to, be, to be experiencing it this way. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because I, I feel like it was like a, a roll of the dice. Like, and I... I yeah. ended up in this dimension and like I'm very grateful for it. I think that's what I'm saying. And yeah. then I'm like, wow, and it's and it's I have to and it's so precious. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, and then you just every once in a while you just get hit with the feels. Yeah. So I ran away. <laughs> so I got that like is episode 28. There's the punch. I took you through that whole story. I'm doing that bit to close. Just kidding. I didn't so say So I got you in know. my car and I haven't stopped driving. <laughs> so I got in my car and I wanted to hold on to that yeah. feeling forever. I told my wife, I'm going to go out and get some milk and some smokes. And I never went back. <laughs> and then we should superimpose us aging on this podcast as we sit here. So you never spoke to her again. I haven't seen her since she was eight. Hope she's well. I hear she's a doctor now. Um, that's episode 28. Michael, we went a while. We're yeah. making up for last week's non-episode. 
and nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not going to care that this one's long. See you Tuesday night at the show, I hope. Yeah, maybe. It's downtown for now. Sure. It's maybe yeah, no, coming. maybe definitely. He's not coming. No, maybe. Um, yeah. All right. Buckle good up. stuff. Buckle up. Episode. We'll shake for real because we're lucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to being grateful. Being grateful. Bye. Bye.